everyone. Welcome back to our series, Think Boat, where we take a ride down the Mekong River, visiting eight Southeast Asian countries, discovering each culture's philosophical ideas and values through their art. Hi, we are your hosts, Harlene Kaur and Crystal Sippin. We are both philosophy students, and in this series, each week we will visit a country in Southeast Asia as we engage in a discussion featuring different artistic mediums from each country through a philosophical lens, analyzing how they encompass certain ideas and values within the culture. As we explore each country, the art we will discuss will be inspired by the book, Art Venture Down the Mekong, Chopsticks Alley's first art book. If you were with us last, you may recall our visit to the country of Myanmar. This time, aboard our Tuyen Tong, we are visiting Laos and looking at Pompeii, a traditional form of weaving that has been passed down through centuries from generation to generation and is still practiced in the country today. Yes, that's right. And although our art venture book makes weaving look easy, by no means is textile weaving a simple skill to obtain. But before we get into all of that, let's take a look at the country itself. Laos is found in Southeast Asia surrounding the Mekong River. It is located between Myanmar, Vietnam, Thailand, and Cambodia. Laos is both ethnically and linguistically diverse, being home to over 47 ethnic groups, 149 subgroups, and 80 different languages. The country is very rural and agricultural. Its land consists of forest-filled mountain ranges with very little lowlands and fertile soil. Because of the Mekong River, trading is a huge part of Laotian culture. Similar to last week's country, Myanmar, Laos is a member of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or Aishan Trade Organization. One of Laos's chief exports is garments, which should come as no surprise considering their expertise in textile weaving. Textile weaving has become a huge part of Laotian trading economy. In some ways, it could be interpreted as a symbol for cultural progression, giving women the economic opportunity to capitalize on their skill sets. Textile weaving is a tradition typically passed down from mother to daughter, generation to generation. In earlier years, people weaved solely for their personal use, like their everyday clothing, homeware, or the occasional silk for special events. As Laos moves towards a free market economy, the culture behind the production of textiles shifted. Although I'm sure families continue to produce for personal use, the demand for such artisan textiles created an opportunity for Laotian women to create their own businesses. Now, this may appear as an advancement in socioeconomic progression for the Lao people, and in some ways it is, but I'd argue that it's not so black and white. We'll get into more of this later, but for now, let's talk about what textile weaving exactly is, the work it takes to make these textiles, and what they mean to the Laotian people. In Laos, there are two main types of looms used for weaving, the standing and the backstrap loom. And the technique has gone essentially unchanged since the beginning of tradition. While the standing loom is able to stand on its own, allowing the weaver to sit comfortably in a chair or stand while they work, the backstrap loom is more portable, laying atop the legs of the weaver while they sit on the ground. First, look at the fabric of the clothes you're wearing right now. If you look close enough, 
you can see that each individual thread interlocks creating a grid-like pattern that ultimately becomes the clothes you wear. It's quite possible that our clothes, however, are machine-made. Now imagine sitting down and weaving your shirt from scratch. It's not like knitting a chunky sweater or a rat in weaving where the pieces you work with are comparably larger. It's working thread by thread. What is even more impressive is that Lao weavers use imagery in their textiles. I mean, it's one thing to paint on a canvas, but these ladies essentially create both art and canvas simultaneously. Lao weavers use different shapes and patterns to tell stories within the textile. Usually, these symbols are derived from family heirlooms, so these textiles can be very personal and meaningful to their weavers. While we were doing research for this episode, both Crystal and I were so captivated by the pictures of the textiles. Not only were they bright with so many colors, but they were woven into such intricate patterns. We even came across a blog post of a woman who visited Laos, and she posted a picture of her textile and how much it cost, which was a 2 meter long silk textile that costed 28 USD. Crystal started to crank out the math based on the information we found that one piece could take up to six months to make, or one-sixth of an inch could take eight hours to make. And Crystal, what did the math come out to? Yeah, so I calculated considering the normal work week in Laos. According to their labor laws, they work an average of 48 hours per week. That's eight hours a day, six days a week. That means it would take an entire work week to weave just one inch of fabric. If there are about 39 inches in one meter, then it could take someone up to an entire year to produce the two meters of that silk Harleen is talking about. And she sold it for no more than 28 bucks? While $28 may be substantial when converted to the Laotian currency, it does not take into account the skill, effort, and most importantly time takes just to make one piece. Especially when countries are moving toward modernization, people need to make a living wage. The amount of time and labor that it takes to create such pieces is just unfathomable to me. Harleen, did you know that some weavers create the silks themselves? I couldn't believe it. They actually would grow the mulberry trees to feed and raise silkworms to then create the silk thread itself. Talk about the creative process. That is just insane, Crystal. So much time is required for the craft. That is why the trade is unfortunately dying out, because the time and effort put into these beautiful textiles is not being met with the money needed for financial stability. The Laotian people are focusing on exporting textiles, factory garments to be exact, and not these traditional pieces. Textile is the main export for Laos, and electricity follows behind in second place. In fact, these garment factories in Laos are still not providing enough income, which is why there is actually a large migration of Laotian people who are heading to Thailand for work, because they pay garment workers a higher wage there. It is a sad reality, but what do you think this says about the ethical reality in the textile industry? Yes, this is a sad reality indeed. As mentioned earlier, these master weavers only make 28 USD from 2 meters of fabric. But the buyers who purchase the fabrics to make garments of their own are selling them for way more. Let's think about how much we pay for our clothes. Typically anything mass produced, the price drops down substantially and for good reason. The quality is cheap, 
it's poorly manufactured, the condition doesn't last, and because of mass production, it is void of any originality whatsoever. If I remember anything from Econ 101, it's that when supply is greater than demand, prices go down. The same goes for vice versa. When the supply is low, but the demand is high, then prices go up. That's why small vendors and businesses tend to have higher prices. Their prices are not based only on the quality and supply of their product. Their prices reflect the labor, skill, and craftsmanship that is put into their products. So why, we ask, is it the case that Laotian weavers get paid so minuscule for hours and hours of their labor? To put it into perspective, their pay is more comparable to the cost of production for the machines in fast fashion than it is to profit of the entrepreneurial craftsmen of the small business world. Are the artistic textiles by Laotian weavers really worth nothing more than the cheap fabric from fast fashion brands like Shein? If so, then I think we need to evaluate what our values are. Rather than producing things to last, our country is fixated on always having the next best thing. And when it comes to fashion, there are usually the trends and fads that change within a month's time. You know, when I worked in retail, we would get a new shipment of product every single week. With the turn time of products in the retail industry, it's no wonder that companies aren't compelled to make good quality clothing anymore. Right, like Crystal said, fashion is seen as a trend in the Western world, which is why we have instances of cultural appropriation where designers, mainly white designers, who borrow inspiration, rather, should I say, steal designs of cultural and ethnic clothing and slap a fat price tag on it. One, this not only diminishes and disregards the cultural significance of the clothing, but it also takes profit away from buy POC businesses who specialize in this work. To connect to Harleen's point on cultural appropriation, think about all the designers purchasing Laotian textiles for cheap, turning them into garments, and proceeding to drive up their prices for their culturally rich artisan pieces. In a sense, they're taking credit for other people's work and profiting from it too. In the same regard, the U.S. economy has a financial gain from Laos economic development. And being a global superpower, the United States has the ability to determine the country's production value. So the question is, how are we impacting Laos economy? Are we creating economic opportunity for the country of Laos? Or are we taking advantage of their millions of hardworking people? Should we sacrifice tradition and culture in lieu of capitalism and fast fashion? Think about it. Again, the tide is rising on the Mekong. We must move along onto our next shore. We hope you've enjoyed delving into Laotian art and culture as much as we did. Back aboard our think boat and off to our next stop, Thailand. Before we go, here's a message from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Art Venture Down the Mekong, easy to make art project book. It's a first of its kind. Chopsticks Alley's artist created eight easy to make art projects inspired by Southeast Asian countries. A brief history and culture of each country are embedded in the lessons to inspire each art activity. You do not need expensive art supplies to create your masterpieces. This book includes Vietnamese translations too. Whether you are eight or 80 years old, you will love the book. Get a copy for yourself or as a gift on Amazon or at 
tinyurl.com slash artmacon.